Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Welcome to the Art of Decluttering podcast. I'm your host, Amy Ravel, and I'm here today with one of my friends, Rebecca Mazzino from Clear Space in Adelaide. Hello, Beck. Hi. <laughs> we haven't ever done a podcast together, but I reckon we've done many hundreds between us. I think so. How many How many have you done now? About 350. Yeah, so we did 200. So yeah. together, yeah, our total yeah. is like, you know, yeah, well over 500. Yeah, so we could, if we like ever like did a business card, we could say like over 500 podcast episodes. You know, when they say in business, like yeah. being in business over 30 years collective and they're like 12 yes. years old and they're just adding up all their ages. <laughs> exactly. We should totally do that. We should totally do that. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 500, uh, 500 plus episode yeah. podcast veterans. That's right, like the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> the reason we're talking today, Beck, is you posted a really interesting article a couple of weeks ago about anti-goals mm. and anti-anything piques my interest because I quite like the thought of, you know, rebelling against, rebelling the against something. <laughs> <laughs> But and yep, as I read one. through it, I was like, oh, my goodness, we have to talk about this. And we do need to give a shout out to Arwen who started these discussions by sending you an article about anti-goals. So it's come all the way around. Yes, yes. So our, you know, mutual colleague Arwen, um, she did send me an article saying, check this out. I think you'll like it. And, of course, I went, ooh, um, I do like this. And, uh, yeah, the rest is history. Then, yeah, I, I then shared a little story about, you know, how – how it how I see it, the whole anti-goal thing. Tell us a little bit about what anti-goals are, because you've not only kind of learnt about them, you've actually practiced it. I have. I I I'm not a goals person. And I think a lot of people feel the same. I think this resonates with a lot of people because there's part of and maybe it's something like that I've got, you know, pathological avoidance. Um what is it called? Um PDA, pathological 
Demand avoidance. Demand yeah. avoidance. So it could, we got there. It could be that as being like, you know, one of the symptoms of my ADHD. I could have that where, um, you know, as soon as something becomes obligatory or I, I put myself, I, dem- I demand on myself to do something, my brain decides it's, it's absolutely not going to do that no matter how hard I try. Um, so it could be part of that or it just could be, you know, just my ADHD-ness in general. But um, goals really don't really work for me and haven't really worked consistently for me and I find the pressure too much and I find that the novelty of them wears off too quickly mm-hmm. um you know that I just have never stuck to goals really consistently I mean if I look back I, th- I think I've achieved a fair few but at the same time that's probably been not through the traditional method of goal setting it's more been because I just wanted to do them and so I worked at it consistently yeah. until I did it it wasn't because I just said this is what I'm doing it's Actually, I found a way to enjoy it or something like that. So I think with this method, it flips it on its head and it says like, okay, instead of achieving this by this time, what is it that you don't want in your life? What is it that you don't want your life to look like? What are the things, the behaviours, the circumstances, the characteristics of your life, the situations that you don't want to have in your life anymore? Um, And then work on eliminating them. And so it's kind of instead of saying something like, you know, oh, I want to earn $20,000 a month, you would say, I do not like earning less than $20,000 a month. Therefore, I'm going to do or I'm not going to do these things in order to then achieve that. Hmm. So it's kind of, yeah, it flips it, flips it totally on its head. Um, so basically like the, the, the basis is, you know, the process is you look at what sucks the energy out of you, what makes you feel bad, what brings you down, um, all those kinds of things, uh, what costs you time, money, mental energy, that kind of stuff. Um, and then attach a negative statement to each of it. So I don't like this. So let's say earning less than $20,000 a month. Therefore, I'm not going to do jobs that require me to travel without charging for travel, for example. That's probably mm-hmm. a really bad example. But, you know, I'm not going to do this thing that prevents me from earning that amount of yeah. money. Yeah. Um, so maybe a more relatable goal might be, you know, I'm not going to, um, I I don't like feeling unfit. Therefore, I am not going to sit on the couch straight after dinner every week, mm-hmm. every night, every weeknight. Um, so that's how you say, go, I don't like this. Therefore, I'm not going to do this. Um, and then you can say, well, how are you not going to do it? So you would then say, okay, so I don't like being unfit. I, um, not going to sit on the couch straight after dinner every night. And I'm going to do that by making a rule that I have to, um, walk around the block before I'm allowed to sit on the, on the couch or something like that. Um, and so then you execute your house after that. Uh, and so, I mean, essentially they kind of feel a bit goalish when you start to execute your house, like you, uh-huh. cause you've got things to do, but what you're doing is you're eliminating negative things and then allowing whatever comes out of that to arrive without it actually being something specific. Like I'm going to be able to run a 5k, you know, yeah. if I, if I tried to do that, you know, it wouldn't be long before I felt like an unfit failure and I would give up. But if I just said, I'm not going to sit on the couch straight after dinner every night, it gives me freedom to then decide, well, what am I going to do instead? Instead of forcing myself to do something that's only 
generous, all I'm doing is saying I'm just not going to sit out. So I've actually got lots of options. <laughs> I don't have to force myself to do something unpleasant and I'm still going to get a positive outcome in some way, um, yeah. even if it just means that I'm not on my phone and my backside, uh, you know, for, for that hour every every night. Um, it, it opens up, you know, opportunities to do other things. I really love this, Beck. On I think it was the first episode of the year I did an episode um, on the podcast that was like, I'm not a goal setter, but how do you achieve goals without being a goal setter? And it's a similar vein, but instead mm-hmm. of saying, I'm going to go for a one-hour walk, it's every day I have to walk at least to the letterbox. And so yeah. by the time you've put on your shoes and maybe, you know, you've put in your sunscreen and you've got to the letterbox, you've got, gosh, I might as well. I've got this far. I might as well go for a might quick well walk. Might as well do a bit more. Hmm. Um, but it lowers the bar to the point yeah. where it's almost <laughs> impossible to fail because if yes. you're really sensitive to failure, which, you know, you've mentioned you've got ADHD and a lot of us with ADHD are really sensitive to failure. In fact, I would mm-hmm. argue that a lot of humans are sensitive to failure. <laughs> yeah, and so how do we actually reduce the bar so that it we're like, we're achieving, we're smashing goals. Yes, I just walked to the letterbox, but I did it every, yeah. it's what you do regularly that determines yeah. your outcomes rather than some aloof goal. Yeah, and it's setting yourself up for success. It's making the environment more, um, making the more nurturing towards wherever, whatever it is that you want to do um, that really makes a difference. You know, if, if you want to, to either break uh, an unhelpful habit mm. or create a more helpful habit, you have to either encourage the behavior or discourage the behavior. And so you need to, you know, if you want to discourage the behavior, you need to make it really hard to do the thing, you know, mm-hmm. um, like, and this is simple techniques that, that lots of people use, like not having junk food in the house. Yep. If you don't have it in the house, you're not going to eat it, um, you know, and then your teeth aren't going to go rotten. So, you know, <laughs> you, you end up, you know, giving yourself this, nurturing the environment so that you are more likely to succeed. Um, and I think that the same goes with these with these anti-goals. Is like, you know, if you don't like this, then don't do this. And by not doing this, you're nurturing the environment so that something else can happen instead, um, something that's more positive or more helpful. I think that's really lovely, actually, when you talk about nurturing the environment, because part of me was like, how do we, how do you not make anti-goals about deprivation? Like, how do you make it not about punishment? Like, I can't do this big, long list of things, but reward the good behavior. But it's actually about nurturing the kind of that, like, why am I sitting on the couch straight after dinner? Like, that's the action that's stopping me achieving what I want to achieve. Yeah. And, and I think then, yeah, look, once you figure out that, that why you can find a replacement behavior mm-hmm. uh, that is, is more suitable to you and your own personality instead of this forced thing that is something that you think you should do. Um, and, you know, like you were saying about these baby steps sort of goal approach, making it much more achievable and especially for neurodiverse people and especially for ADHDs who need uh, that that constant immediate feedback. You know, mm-hmm. we don't do delayed gratification. Yeah. It, our brain is like, you know what? No, we want the thing and we want it now. And so if you're doing like goals where you have to wait a week before you see some kind of benefit from this behavior you're having to torture yourself to do Uh it's not going to work um you know this is it's just one of those things it's like well (laughs) i went on a i went on a it's this 
personal and embarrassing, but I want to describe it in detail, but I went on a medication once Mm. and this medication, it's not like a life-saving medication, but the doctor said like, you have to take it for six months before you see any change. Oh no. And I'm like, are you serious? (laughs) There's no way that my brain is going to do that. And I reckon, you know, it would go, I'd go like a month and then I would just be like, you know what? Nah. I'm yeah, not what's bothering. the point? I'm not bothering. Yeah, what's the point? Yeah, exactly. I could not. I just could not wait. And thankfully, you know, I, I don't really need it, but um, I just, you know, I was like, I'm not doing that. It's it's just my brain can't do that. Yeah. So, you know, we need that. We need that constant feedback. So, mm. you know, that little, that feeling good about, you know, doing that one small thing, um, you know, and just just little little replacement behaviours, um, you know, can can make a big difference. You know, like, I've got a couple of examples. I sat down and I did this process myself with my own personal goals. Mm. And so I'm like, I'm not going to read them all out because, you know, embarrassing. But there are a couple that I that I can Ooh, yeah. I could talk through if you want. I really so, want. But <laughs> before we go into it, I want to um, give you one example that... I thought I heard today that I thought was very funny and related. And then I want us to go to a quick break, but I heard a podcast mm. today talking about when he goes on a long trip with his kids, they buy a bag of, so they're little kids, like preschoolers, when they go on a trip, they buy a bag of the kids' favorite lollies and like say every 10 minutes, the kids get one. But if the kids mm. fight in that 10 minutes, they throw the lollies out the window. Oh, <laughs> like that one that they meant to get that 10 minutes goes out the window. Oh, just the one lolly. Okay. Just the, the one lolly. Lot. So they're not the yeah. whole lot. Okay. But it's like, so you don't have to be, it's just in 10 minute blocks. Like you're not riding off, you mm. never get another lolly. But yeah. like, here's the behavior we expect. I just thought it was like, oh my gosh, that is gold. Yeah, and I the really constant reinforcement, <laughs> like that short term reinforcement is actually good for kids. And, yeah. you know, I say ADHDs with short attention spans. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that, con- that's it. I love it. I love it. That's <laughs> fantastic. Like, I wonder if it'll work with and, 14 and 16 year olds or 20 and 22 year olds. What do you think? Oh, I don't know. Not much at all works with my adults no. now. It's sort of got no. to the point where I just get like a withering look. <laughs> Thankfully, all the hard work that I put into when they were younger, it means I don't have to do as much, you know, hassling now. But um, Wise choice. Yeah. Wise choice. Why don't we go to a quick break and we're going to come back and talk about Beck's experimenting with the anti-goals and how it works for her. See you in a minute. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, Beck, hit us. Tell us. We want all the gory, juicy details. What was the anti-goals? What was the kind of hidden goal? Tell us all the things. Okay. So one that I, I wrote a list of quite a few um, because if I'm not anything if optimistic <laughs> and overly ambitious, whether or not I'm actually going to, you know, actually work hard on all of these at once, I don't think I will. I'm a big fan of just selecting a few things. But I, anyway, I sat down and went through the process. I had three weeks in Bali. I was doing nothing. So I'm like, you know, I've got time to sit down and thrash <laughs> out a three billion anti-goals. So let's let's use one as an example that's um, not too private. And I think some people might identify quite well with and that's eating junk food when driving between clients Mm -hmm. so I do a lot of driving and I would do you know between one and three client sessions a day so I have to drive to the client in between them you know and home and sometimes I actually come home in between them as well um, if there's a big enough gap and so I'm sort of always driving and because I'm pretty disorganized naturally uh, I'm not very good at making sure I've made my lunch and doing all those kinds of things. So it'll get to, you know, like quarter past 11 or something and I'll be like, oh, my gosh, I'm starving because I forgot to eat, <laughs> forgot to have breakfast, forgot to bring anything with me, forgot to eat. And I'll stop and get like a pack of chips from the servo or something to fill me up, which one, costs a lot of money and two, is really bad for me at a quarter past 11 in the morning and it then means I don't eat a proper lunch. So then at three o'clock I stop and get another package of chips yes. or that time like a, you know, box of barbecue shapes or something like that and a Coke to wake me up and it's just not, you know, not, it's not healthy um, or something like McDonald's or something, you know, mm-hmm. um, drive through that that I can do. So I thought I need to to stop doing that. I need to. I really wanted to. Um, so I think the the I don't like for that one was um, eating so much junk when driving. So that's mm-hmm. what I don't like. I don't like doing that. It makes me feel bad at the end of the day. I feel yuck. And so then I attached my I'm not going to a statement, which was I'm not going to eat junk food when driving between clients. So then the next step is to say, well, how will I manage that? Mm-hmm. So um, how I'm going to manage that is I've written a little list. So one is eating breakfast. So I'm going to make sure I eat breakfast. I'm going to, even if it's a banana, um, I'm going to eat something for breakfast so mm-hmm. that I don't get that that late morning, you know, craving for junk food. Um, I'm going to make myself some easy takeaway snacks that are more healthy. So cut up some carrots and some cucumber or whatever and have them in the fridge so that I can take them with me. Mm-hmm. Or even another thing that I've done in the past, which has worked quite well, is just have nuts in the car that yeah. live in the car and, and like trail mix and stuff like that that lives in the car. Um, and so I can always snack on that nuts and, and dried fruits yeah yeah you can't forget it if it lives in the car <laughs> so so there's that that one there um and um and yeah having the the takeaway the snacks that, that are healthy um and I also um and this is probably too a little bit ambitious but take my own lunch mm-hmm. um or make my own lunch and I've been doing pretty well at that this year um at taking my lunch I um, you? I know and I've sort of it's easier in summer than it is in winter because in summer I can just make a salad and they're really easy. I've got always got ingredients, salad ingredients in the fridge, so it takes me, you know, no time at all. Winter might be a bit harder because I'll want to have soups and stuff. So mm. I'll see how I go. But well, it's you know, but maybe you could, by the time I get to winter, the habit will be ingrained. Yeah, or you could have like frozen cups of soup, like in those 
freezer to microwave um, containers Mm -hmm. so that if you go home, you know that there's a quick meal. Like it's not that you've defrosted it so then you have to have it and then it goes off. But it's like I know at home there's a quick hot meal if I, you know, Anyway, I'm just adding to your how could I achieve this goal. That is a that is a really good idea and that's a really good idea. So, um, so, so basically and then the next step once you've decided what you're going to do is to actually start implementing the plans and implementing mm-hmm. the now. So the next things, you know, I will do, which I haven't done yet, is to buy some of that trail mix and some nuts and, and put them in the car. Yeah. Um, I've already started to make this, the salads. Um, I've already started to make sure um, that I've always got the right ingredients so that I can have the kind of breakfast that I need to have. Mm-hmm. I'm a big egg fan. Um, so I often just have eggs for breakfast and that that sort of will last. And it doesn't take long to cook eggs. Um, yeah. So it's something that even if I'm in a real hurry, um, it doesn't take me long to throw throw an egg egg down and um, scull it. Just, just <laughs> roll. Just throws it down roll. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I have to say that's been tempting. <laughs> really? Well, just, I, just efficiency because, efficiency oh personified. God. Well, because you throw them in smoothies, don't you? And I do remember thinking once, I wonder if I just scald this egg if it would fill me up enough, but I, I didn't actually follow through with that. But you can see I that's where my brain that. takes yes. me. I'm right there with you. I love it. <laughs> Another thing I've been doing as well is boiling eggs. So making sure I've always got boiled eggs in the fridge oh, because if, if I'm ready to leave the house and I'm already five minutes late, which is really, really common for mm-hmm. me to already be five minutes late and realize I haven't eaten yet. I can grab the boiled egg, quickly smash it, you know, and then eat yep. it in the car. It's not going to be hard to do. So um, that will get me through too. So, um, so yeah, that's my that to do. So that's the one example mm. of these, the anti-goals. So I haven't got a goal to, you know, um, never eat junk again or anything like that. Yeah. It's just, I don't want to do this anymore. And so therefore I'm going to stop doing these behaviors that mm. I don't want to. And this is how I'm going to help nurture my environment so that I can stop those behaviors. I, I think that there's going to be some people listening that are like, Beck, you have just rocked my world and you've unlocked a key for me to achieve my goals. And there'll definitely be other people that are like, you girls are just overcomplicating it. In which case, <laughs> yes. do what works for you. Yeah. But yeah, um, and that's the beauty of these things. We need we need lots of different uh-huh. ways to do things because we have different brains. We're all so different. That's really good. One of the things I quite like doing is because my natural tendency is like I'm like water where I'll find the quickest and easiest route to anything. Um, oh so whatever the problem is, I will be like, how do I make it easier, more efficient, less strenuous, less stressful, less steps, uh, you know, whatever I can do to simplify and streamline something I do. And so yeah. when I want to stop doing something, I'll intentionally put harder things in place. So it might be... Um, so one of one of my kind of goals is like eat less chocolate. And so the way that I've achieved that is I can eat chocolate whenever I like. However, mm-hmm. I'm never allowed to buy it from a service station and I'm never mm-hmm. allowed to order it in the weekly groceries. So that if I do want it bad enough, I have to get in the car and drive to the supermarket yep. and make a separate trip. So there's no rule against that. But because I'm like it's part laziness and part like that's inefficient. Mm. I'm putting things in place to make it hard for me not to achieve the goal. Like the anti-goals yeah. are you can't buy, you can I can go to the service station when I'm hungry, but I have to buy the trail mix or I'll have, to, you yeah. know, I've bought a banana from the service station because I'm like, I'm really hungry and I'm not allowed to buy a chocolate bar. And so it's stupid that I'm paying $2.50 for a banana, <laughs> but I'm going to do it. 
Yeah, but I'm not going to have to. And that's exactly, and that's what, so what you've done is, you know, how we talk about nurturing an environment to create a healthy habit. Mm -hmm. What we do to break an unhealthy habit is we make the environment un- uninhabitable yeah, yeah James <laughs> like Clear talks those... a lot about that doesn't yes, he yes I was just about to say that it's <laughs> in Atomic Habits um, and I think also Charles Duhigg in The Power of Habit talks about the same yeah. thing as well yeah. um, is that you know if we need to put up you need to put these obstacles up and you know I have been I, this is like a true message that I sent my girlfriends a couple of nights ago was mm. we have no chocolate in the house <laughs> and and it was like 8.30 at night and I wanted chocolate, you know. And yeah. sort of so Bian- Bianca's replied and she's gone, me either. I'm currently scouring for like looking through the house for chocolate. <laughs> and I'm like. chocolate palette things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so she sort of said she had something which wasn't satisfying her. And then I said, oh, I found peaches and cream. I'm going to have like tin peaches with cream yeah. and she came back she goes I've got fresh peaches but no cream you know so we're like wailing about this fact that we're sort of trying to find so I think that maybe having peaches tinned peaches with cream might be slightly healthier than the chocolate but at the same time yeah. I actually think it's probably on a par um but it you know but I did the same thing I, I was like you know you, you, you're all strong when you're in the supermarket so I'm not gonna need chocolate and mm. I'm not gonna need chocolate and then at 8 30 on Monday night you're like oh my god I need chocolate like, why didn't I buy chocolate yeah I said to my kids, like, just wait till you get your peas. I'll be sending you down to the supermarket at 9.30 every night. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, it's, but this is the thing. Like, you're, we're, you know, we, we're doing the right thing for us to create these healthier habits and in, in not buying it in, in the groceries. Uh, so that's like the first step. It's also then torture uh, for a certain periods of time, but I survived, you know, I had my yeah. peaches and my cream and, you know, and I survived. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and the, the thing is, I think the craving sort of w- reduces over time once you get out of that habit. So it's not always torture. But, no, and you're um, reinforcing yeah. I can cope with this, with the circumstance and the scenario that I've set up. Like I can do yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah, it's, so, it's uncomfortable, but I can do it. Yeah, exactly. Let's um, quickly talk about this in relation to decluttering. One of the things that you mentioned before was about like a kitchen table that's full. And so the anti-goal may be I will always put my keys and wallet where they belong. So it's not I'm going to keep the table clear because that's this arbitrary, uh, that there's no action required in that. Like it's not specific, but the specific mm. thing is, I will always put my wallet and keys away. And then you might add to that and the kids will always put their school bags away. And then you look at the table at the end of a night and think, oh, there's a lot of paperwork. Okay, so I need to add on something about what we're going to do with the paperwork. Is that kind yeah. of the idea of, of yeah, building sort that of. anti-goal? Yeah, sort of. But you need to focus a little bit, turn it around slightly to be like, mm. I'm not going to do this. So um, yep. I do not like not I do not like not being able to eat at the dining table every night. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's the thing you want to change because you don't like it. It makes you uncomfortable. It, you know, you think it affects the family negatively. So you really want to be able to eat at the dining table every night. Therefore, I'm not going to use the dining table as a dumping ground. Mm. And I'm going to achieve that by making sure everything is put in its home um, and put away instead of put down um, when I'm moving around the, that dining room, the dining table. Yes, so great. your your thing is I it, I don't want I, I I don't like not being able to use a dining table therefore I'm not going to use it as a dumping ground and in order to do that I'm creating home for everything and putting things in their homes instead mm. of on the table so yeah, yeah it's yeah, but, yeah. and it's so it's a similar action to what you're saying it's I guess it's phrasing that turns it from a goal into an anti-goal yeah. mm, mm. and so talk us through what it would be like if um I don't want to uh put the kids to bed every night and turn around and see a house covered in toys how how would you unpack that as an yep. anti-goal? 
Okay, so um, you would say I don't like being presented with a messy living room um, when it's my time in the evenings. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm not going to have, um, I'm not going to put the kids to bed until the living room is clear. Mm-hmm. Um, in order to do that, I'm going to implement these particular strategies. So, you know, you might implement a strategy of you have a cleanup song. So before they go to right. bed, you play the cleanup song. Everyone gets mucks in and does their their cleaning mm-hmm. up. Um, you do um, uh, a particular um, a game. So it might be to race each other to, you know, to put things away. Um, you might race them. I mean, definitely don't pit the kids against each other. <laughs> Maybe pit Although. them against pit them against you. Like that works quite well. If the kids can team up against you, it's kind of like okay, kids versus mum. Let's see who can put as many things away. You know, um, so you know you and you can come up with your own strategy for for that kind of thing. Um, or it could even be that when the kids are too young to do the clean up themselves, that um, whoever's doing bedtime, the other person does a tidy up in the living room if there's mm. two carers, and so that when the person who's just done the bedtime comes out, the the living room's nice and clean and yeah. nurturing and relaxable <laughs> relaxing yeah yeah, yeah that, um, um, all for making up words it's perfect yeah, yeah <laughs> so that's the type of thing you know you could you come up with a strategy so that's your how so you need to come up with some strategies of you know I'm not going to do this anymore I'm not going to walk out to a mess mm-hmm. and in order to achieve that I have to do a couple of these things and I have to figure out you know what it is to do um, so those would be that's some great. examples and there's some things you can work out on your own there are things you can work out with people that you live with or you know when you're having coffee with your friend go brainstorm with me this is what I don't want how do I get there or have a professional yes. organizer or declutter coach come in like there's so many avenues like just listen to this podcast and take some notes or reach out to Beck and go hey this is my scenario mm-hmm. what's the anti-goal so I want to give you one yep. more before we finish up okay I'm going to give you the I don't like or I what is it I don't want so I yeah. don't want to have to get to I don't want I'm trying to word it right <laughs> I don't want to feel like I have no clothes when I go to get dressed for work in the morning. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> okay. So I don't like not having anything to wear or feeling like I have nothing to wear yep. in the morning. Yep. So that's your good I don't right. like statement. Mm-hmm. Um, therefore, I'm not going to is the next statement. Right. So therefore, I'm not going to have, um, so you could, this could be a couple of different words, but some ideas are, yep. I'm not going to have anything in my wardrobe that doesn't fit me. Brilliant. Or I'm not going to have anything in my wardrobe that isn't one of my colours. Mm-hmm. Or I'm not going to have anything in my wardrobe that I haven't worn in the last year. Um, or I'm not going to have anything in my wardrobe that doesn't make me feel absolutely amazing in it. That's excellent. Um, so there's then a you few can different also statements. add things, like even go that level deeper and go, okay, well, that's what's in the wardrobe, but why am I feeling? So I'm not going to drop my clothes on the floor after I finish wearing them because then you, you know, when you go to the wardrobe, you can't find what you're looking for because it's actually on the yeah. floor, Jory, but like yeah. I think that, yeah. Oh, you can extend this a long yeah, way because when it comes to wardrobes, they're quite, wardrobes is quite a big topic. I mm. love talking wardrobes and intentional <laughs> wardrobes and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so, you know, you could also say uh, I'm not going to uh, buy clothes unless something's um, fallen apart and I'm replacing it. Mm. So you can even go as extreme as that. You could even try an experiment of a no-buy year or six months or something like that of like I'm not going to buy any new clothes for a year until my wardrobe is more under control. Um, So I'm not going – so this is where you're – I'm not going to is I'm not going to overfill my wardrobe 
with seasonal stuff that, you know, <laughs> was made by a seven-year-old um, mm-hmm. in Bangladesh in awful conditions um, and it's just going to go to landfill when I finish with it. Yeah, I'm going to wear fall it apart in three weeks. Then, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, all that stuff. So you can make a whole lot of those statements um, and it, you can go quite quite broadly, um, you know, and I, and. You know, and I'm not going to. I'm not going to keep sizes that are more than two above or two below me, mm-hmm. because that's another thing that some people do as well. Obviously, there are definitely some people who need to do that because they fluctuate quite dramatically. Yeah. Um, and if you're one of those people, it's a waste of money to get rid of correct all of those sizes all the time. Um, but you would still make some boundaries, and you would say, you know, well, that just means that because I've only got one wardrobe, but I've got four sizes, that just means I have to have less of every size, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, so you just end up having less of every size. So yeah, there's so many different ways that you can make your wardrobe work better for you. So there's loads of different I'm not going to's for that one. Yes. Um, and then lots of different hows, you know, um, I'm only going to shop with a list. I'm only going to charity shop, for example, or mm-hmm. I'm only going to make my own clothes. Um, I'm only going to replace items. I'm only going to buy certain fabrics, you know. So like I've, I've been trying and whenever I talk about this, my kids give me a bit of a side eye because they know I'm not 100% sticking to it. <laughs> um, but I, I tr- I'm trying to buy natural fibres only Ooh. these days. So like the last few things prior to my little phase in Bali where I bought like three rayon skirts mm. prior apart from that I've only bought linen and cotton recently of the of the items that I've been buying do you count so, bamboo as natural because I would wear just bamboo 24/7 if I could I think that you'd have to you'd have to look it up because I think it depends on how it's processed right but for me the criteria is if it breaks down in the ocean okay rather than becoming little mm. bits of plastic to go in the fish. So I think you would have a look and depending on, you know, the, the bamboo might have lycra in it um, yeah. or yep. something like that. But, but yeah, but you could definitely do that once you figured out, you know, and this is the thing, there's no right, wrong or right way or perfect way to be more sustainable or whatever. There's no, just you putting small, some small efforts around make, it. Exactly. Put, small efforts make a huge difference. Mm. So, you know, if you decide that, you know, okay, well, I can't just do linen because linen sucks and I hate wearing it. Um, but I'm going to try and do just maybe just bamboo and cotton. Um, but I'm going to you know do a bit of research and see if that's actually going to meet my 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 criteria for yeah. um, you know sustainable or whatever whatever it is that you're trying to be and do. Um, you know you could there are some people who don't necessarily go for natural fibers, but they make sure that they buy from companies that have um, transparent labour practices um, because they're worried about the people that actually make the clothes Mm. a little bit more than they are the environment or whatever so you everyone's got their own thing that they're that they're interested in and that they're passionate about so you can focus on whatever you want Um, but yeah so you could do that so yeah bamboo's lovely oh my gosh I I will only buy bamboo pajamas and they're just like they're just the best I I just want bamboo everything in my life Uh, we have bamboo sheets like everything please in bamboo (laughs) (laughs) well I think so so I think I I think I would put bamboo on my list as well but I haven't Mm. done I haven't actually done the research on that but I think as long as it doesn't break down into little bits of plastic I'm I'm on board yeah Um, I love it and I think what you're saying too is that once you break down that anti-goal and what are the steps that you're going to take you get to actually move into using your values and Mm -hmm. your what's important to you to achieve that like I think it's there's actually a really great freedom in this anti-goal because you get to determine the way rather than I want a decluttered house and it just has to be I get a skip and throw everything in it it's like Mm. okay well what are some other ways that I can achieve that goal 
Yeah, exactly. Wow. And there are so many ways to 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 change what isn't working for you in your life, mm. uh, and it doesn't have to be the same way everyone else is doing it. And and that's why you know these the anti goals are so good it's because they do give you that freedom. Because base and, and it's it is like naturally aligned to your values because you're starting off at a point of I don't like this mm. in my life. I don't like, you know, it might be I don't like working 12 hours a day. I don't like only seeing the kids on weekends. I don't like always feeling sick and tired. I don't mm. like, you know, there's so many things that we can look at of our life and go, do you know what? I really don't like this and I want to change it. Um, you know, uh, I, I I was, I had a um, rare social outing um, in <laughs> January and I actually got together with a whole group of people I haven't seen for ages and we were I was talking to this one guy about how I'd really retreated in the past few years mm. and how I wasn't socializing as much in person anymore I'm still constantly on messenger chatting with people and, yeah. and you know chatting with my friends and stuff and and I do see a couple of friends in person but I don't broadly socialize in person as much and I sort of said oh you know I've really retreated and he said he said I've done the opposite he said I'm getting out there I'm out there like all the time and I thought about it later and I thought I actually don't like the way it had a a way I have evolved into that um Mm. and it sort of I think it sort of came out of COVID and all of that and it's not like I'm I'm not miserable or anything like that I sort of think actually I'm not 100% comfortable with where I've ended up and so you know I can then look at this and go well that could be one of my anti-goals is I don't want to find excuses to stay at home yeah and I don't want to avoid yeah, I don't want to, social activities. Or, yeah, that's right. I don't yeah, want to sort yeah. of just take the easy way out. And, you know, and I mean, I love pottering about with my plants all day. It's like a perfect day. Oh, that's what but I did all time, afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> pottering like, is my oh, favourite thing yeah. to do. It's my favourite thing to do. And you can actually be quite productive pottering. It yes. might not be the things you're meant to be doing, but, you know, you will get some things done. I say the are pretty good at that. <laughs> <laughs> Pottering's the best. So, yeah, so I, so I thought that, you know, and that would be then. So if you find that you have this feeling of discomfort about something that could turn into an anti-goal you know so I could say I don't want to make excuses uh, or have every weekend home by myself pottering Mm. I want to you know and so how how am I going to change that well I'm going to do this this this, and this and so I will come up with some ideas for whatever those things are but I just realized I didn't write that on my goals list um or my anti-goals list. The so. good news is you're allowed to add to it. Well, this is the thing. I'm the <laughs> boss. I can make it whatever I want. But, uh, you know, so I've got things about, so um, my anti-goals are around um, my earning goals, uh-huh. um, my wasting time traveling, um, ignoring my physical fitness, uh-huh. um, being burnt out. Um, so, you know, some of the some of the work that I do is quite intense and so um, I, I can burn out easily mm. so um i've sort of put some anti-goals in place um where i've got some actions to take that will prevent some burnout um i've got the junk food one which you talked about i've got like addressing my sleep um getting behind on admin which <laughs> good luck i oh my yeah i know good luck. outsource I just, that one baby <laughs> um and um wasting time when i'm studying by oh. constantly darting off and finding something else to do. That's like, oh, I just one. need a coffee. Oh, I just need a cookie. I'll oh, just see, you know, oh, I've got to message Jane. Oh, I've got to do this. Oh, I've got to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, all the things that I need to do. So, like, so they're the kinds of goals that, the kinds of anti goals that I've looked at. I've gone, these are the things that I do or things that happen in my life that I'm not 100% on board with. So I wouldn't mind seeing if I can change them. So that's basically the way you look at it. Oh. So good, Beck. I, 
I really like your creative mind. Like I think that's a superpower to be able to look at a situation and go, let's change the angle. Let's change the angle again. Let's change the angle again. Because mm. it's not about hom- homo- what's the word? Homogenization. Thank you. Homogenization. (laughs) Let's go with that. People know what we mean. (laughs) Yes. It's actually about going like, how do I work? How do I tick? What's going to work? What isn't going to work? And, and, you know, then having the tools and that's what we want to do. It's not about prescribing anything. It's about going, Hey, try this. Have you heard of anti-girls? Try this. I love it. Yep. I and, love it. And I if you don't it. like it all, you don't like it all, then you pick the bits out that you do like and you make oh, it up your brilliant. own way. You know, yeah. it's it's like my, my husband kind of teases me because I'm a bit of a flexitarian. So I like, I'm like, well, I don't really like to eat meat. But then anytime he sees me eating meat, he's like, why are you eating meat? I'm like, oh, because I'm not a vegan. <laughs> and I've, uh, this is, I'm is choosing no my own version. This is a, Re- I'm a Rebecca. <laughs> Like so this is good. this is me and this is how I do it. And I have all these rules in my head, but they're only my rules and I don't expect anyone else to live by them mm-hmm. and I don't expect anyone to understand them. And I think it's the same <laughs> with this as well is this, these anti-goals. It's like, okay, like, you know, you might have some really stupid, weird goals according to other people but or anti-goals or methods or ideas, but if they work for you, then go for it. So good. Listeners, I reckon that there'll be some of you just like hot on your keyboards ready to jump into the Facebook community and go, oh my goodness, this is going to be my anti-goal. This is how I'm going to do it in decluttering. This is how I'm going to do it in other areas of my life. So please come over and let us know. Um, Beck and I would love to be able to just see what's resonated with you, how you're going to implement it. Beck, is there any, tell us where people can find you online. Oh, at rebeccamazino.com.au or clearspace.net.au. Awesome. I'm going to put those links in the show notes, listeners. Thank you, Beck. I no just, I feel like we could just keep going all night, but for the sake of our listeners, we will not. Um, <laughs> but I look forward to speaking to you all next week. Um, and as, as I said, come over and let us know what you took out of it, what you're going to implement, and just encourage other people as they jump in and do that as well. Have an amazing week and I will see you next time. Bye. I would like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people who are the traditional custodians of the land this podcast is recorded on. I would also like to pay respects to their elders, both past and present of the Kulin Nation, and extend that respect to other Indigenous Australians. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to rate and review the show on your podcast app. That will help others to find the Art of Decluttering podcast as well. If you'd like any more information, you can visit theartofdecluttering.com.au and I would love to see you in my Facebook group. Just search The Art of Decluttering Community on Facebook and join today. I hope that you have an incredible rest of your day and enjoy the freedom.